This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. You know, Lance, I was thinking we should change it. Um, due to the number of emails we're getting internationally, we should maybe be the world's number one source of antisocial commentary. We'd have to check the statistics on that to see if it was a valid claim. Yeah, but I mean, who's really checking the validity? I I'll mean, check it right now. <laughs> on that imaginary computer that you're using? Yeah, we're number one. Okay, all Next right. week. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's right number now. one source for antisocial commentary. God, that sounds authoritative. Well, anyways, it's podcast 18. We're um, hitting that mark of 25. I'd like to thank the Reach Around Foundation for sponsoring this podcast. Um, such a great, great, um, great nonprofit that they are. It's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, to definitely. represent them. Although that guy told me not to use his name anymore. Yeah, but you're, you're welcome to go check out their uh, website. I think it's like reacharoundfoundation.com, something like or that. Or .org. I don't, you yeah, reacharoundfoundation.org. I can't remember. We have a lot to talk about this podcast. As I promised last week, um, I wanted to get to a listener email, and we've been getting inundated with emails um, from across the, the world, really. We've been getting a lot of emails from, like, Europe. You try and answer most of it, right? I, I try to. It's I try. Hard. But, I mean, dude, when you're getting, like swamped right with um you know one a week no i mean seriously we've been getting a lot of emails and i'd like to thank everyone for emailing sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com and we'll try to answer as many as possible but i have a few of note that i want to get to towards the end of this podcast but right now i just wanted to find out how was your uh, weekend there lance it was pretty good i think i passed out at the bar at one point in your own puke no no puking did you rooster tail that's foul no you know you had a good weekend when you actually managed to rooster tail. Yeah, hopefully you do that at home. For the uninformed, uh, rooster tail is puking and shitting at the same time. But um, at least that didn't happen to you this weekend. You know, you know what happened to me this weekend that that uh, I think has probably happened to a lot of guys across this uh, this nation, especially, is um, my girlfriend wanted to rent Brokeback Mountain. And I think you faced this situation yourself. Yeah, I had, had to go through the process a couple weeks You know, back. honestly, I... I don't have anything against that movie. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't I, have anything I against gay I'm, people. I, yeah, I, or I don't have anything against gay people. I'm comfortable enough in my own sexuality that I can say I just didn't really want to see the movie. I, neither did I. You know, I, I really just was not interested. In it. it looked kind of boring to me. And, and it was really that, long. And it was proven. I watched it this weekend. My girlfriend's like, no, let's check it out. And I'm like... All right, whatever, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. And uh, we're watching it, and I was just like, yeah, that movie's pretty fucking boring. It's really long, and you can barely understand anything Heath Ledger says throughout the entire thing. Well, there's no underneath the ball shots. You know, I mean, everyone's like, oh, the stunning cinematography and those pastoral shots of Wyoming. I didn't see one shot underneath the balls. You want to see the scrotal planes of his pubes or something? Well, dude, I mean, what are you watching a gay cowboy movie for? No, but seriously, I, w I was watching it and I was like, dude, it might as well have been in Spanish because you couldn't understand a fucking word that Heath Ledger was trying to say. Are you kidding her? I understand everything you're saying at all. God, I wish you I could quit you. Enos. What was his name? Like Ennis or Enos? Let's just say it was Enos. <laughs> I think that wasn't funnier. Enos. 
I think it was like the the guy in uh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, that was uh, the deputy in Dukes of Hazard. You know, I, I honestly I can say Ang Lee is an amazing filmmaker, and they did have some cool shots in there, and there there's some some cool cinematography. But the story, I really didn't find it you know all that engaging. Like, and and plus it was like overly ambitious. It spanned like their whole what like thirty years of their lives. Yeah, but they kind of looked the same throughout the entire movie. Yeah. You made the point that the way you tell how old they are is their sideburns get bigger. Yeah, their sideburns get larger and just kind of they they just kind of grow and they become like gray. Like Jack, Jack Twist, the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal character, gets a he gets a pretty good homo mustache when he gets older. Oh yeah, he does get the handlebar mustache. You think that that would have given it away to their wives? You know? They're cowboys; they can have facial hair and still be straight. What was your favorite scene of that movie, though? My favorite scene of that movie... Um, I mean, to catch you off guard, because I know there were many. Well, the initial tent scene is pretty good. Oh, the initial tent scene? Get in here. Oh, wait, that's the wrong guy. Well, Ennis was outside, you know, and Jack Twist invites him into the tent, and you just know what's going to happen next. I'm trying to think of my favorite scene probably was when uh, the one wife catches him making out, and she's just like just shocked yeah you know it was just kind of cool it was just the shocker but all in all i was uh, i was kind of disappointed with that movie i didn't think it was that great we actually kind of had a homo film fest this weekend we, we rented a uh, capote as well and that movie on the other hand was amazing that's a I good had, that's a good uh, sick and wrong movie yeah it was a very good sick and wrong movie i recommend that one highly to the audience and go check out brokeback mountain especially people over in europe you can get a good slice of American life right there. Americana. Yeah, a good slice of Americana in that movie. But uh, Capote was a really good movie. And I, I actually, personally, I think that should have won Best Picture. Yes. But, um, but then again, I'm not in the Academy. And uh, for good reason. For good reason. But anyways, um, moving along, and, uh, and we got to get to our articles here. But once again, I'd like to thank everyone for voting so assiduously for um for our articles here, uh, I know I would especially like to thank you because I housed you last week. Yeah, that's what I was getting to uh, in Drubbed. podcast seventeen. We we unanimously people voted for the meth head who tried to commit suicide suicide with the nails. We must have had like ten votes for that. Right? How many votes did you get for yours? I don't zero. even want to talk about it. Yeah, I I had zero votes for my article, so I, I technically I got housed. So um, I was thinking, since I got housed last week, I should be able to choose whether I want to go first or second this week. So which is it? I think I'm going to go first this week because I, I feel that I might get housed again. But I'm willing to lay the cards out on the table and uh, just call it and go first this week. Come out of the gates. So uh, my article's pretty decent. And uh, yeah, let's get this show started. As um, most people know, the way Sick and Wrong works... Is a competition. Sick and Wrong is not only do we discuss news articles here, it's also a competition. And uh, Lance and I are competing for a case of beer. Whoever finds the most disturbing, disgusting, repulsive article of the week gets a case of beer from the loser. And um, it's decided by you, the listening audience. So make sure you email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. And uh, vote for me this time, you fucking ingrates. Okay, um, let's get my, uh, my article here. For uh, podcast eighteen, boy details sword killing of stepdad. I don't know if you might remember this article. Um, this actually happened several months ago, but um, just this week. 
the boy detailed the the murderer actually detailed what exactly happened. I don't remember this story at all. So you don't remember this. So this this, this, is happened, new to this me. happened a couple months ago. A lovely Long Island teenager apparently snapped and killed his stepfather with a samurai sword as the retired NYPD cop napped on the living room couch. Um, I guess uh, his name's Zach Gibeon. He's 18 years old. Popular high school senior. Is one of the uh, popular crowd. He grabbed the sword from his stepdad's World War II collection of weaponry. Wow. And uh, walked in and basically sliced his head off. You think his dad got it off of eBay or something? I don't know. It seemed like he had a pretty expansive collection of uh, weaponry in the garage. I'm thinking eBay. Yeah. Um, the, according to the prosecutor, it was a quick... It was a quick murder. The second blow was almost instantaneous. Um, severed his spinal cord. And, uh, yeah, he severed his spinal cord with the second swing and almost immediately killed him. That kid's got skills. Yeah. And the the, uh, the mom came downstairs, found her uh, husband, you know, in a pool of his own blood, called 911 after finding the, uh, the blood-soaked body. Uh, meanwhile, the kid fled from the house but returned later. And was arrested. And what's weird about this article is there's no history of violence with this kid. You know, he's a popular kid, did well in school, and his, you know, the father was a cop. Stepfather. Stepfather. The stepfather was a cop. So the mystery abounds in this article. It's like, why would something like this happen? They don't give motive? Well, no, this is what happened. So the boy detailed this week the killing. Okay. And as he confessed, he uh, detailed what happened. So, um, holding one fist over the other, high above his left shoulder, then thrusting diagonally downward. That's good for Zachary Gibeon reenacted a videotape confession played in court yesterday how he killed his stepfather with a samurai sword. Um, they're deciding whether or not to um, admit this confession in the trial. It's a, it's a murder trial. Um, but uh, Gib- Gibeon said he killed his stepfather because Nager, the uh, the father's name is Scott Nager, was verbally and psychologically abusive to him and his mother. So Gibeon recalled the morning of the murder. He found his mother crying after a specially heated argument with her husband. Quote, unquote, I told my mom, Gibeon said, stammering and uh, taking long pauses, that uh, she should go upstairs. I said that uh, that I told her that I was basically going to kill my father, which is kind of funny. So he goes up to his mom. He's like, she's crying. She just had you know a, a heated exchange, and he's like, hey mom, go upstairs. I'm going to go kill dad. Make it all better. And so the mom goes upstairs. You know, I I just don't understand that. Parents just don't listen to their kids anymore. Yeah, but let's say you're married. Your son comes up and he's just like. You know, I got in an argument with uh, with mom, and I'm going to go kill her, so can you go upstairs for a second? What would you do? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would go. Uh, I would not go upstairs. I would probably be like, well, why are you going to kill I'd be like, dad's what? son? What the fuck did you just say? Yeah, exactly. Well, so Gibeon recalled walking to the garage where uh, Nager stored some of his weapons from his World War II collection, and he grabbed a samurai sword off the wall. So that's another weird thing here. So the guy's an NYPD lock that cop. shit up, right? Well, yeah, but he keeps it in the garage. And, and number two is, why does he have a World War II collection? Was he a Nazi? You know, well, who, who collects World War II like, swords and keeps them in the garage? Yeah, Nazis. He's asking for it. He probably you is know? a Nazi. You know, he probably is. He's a cop. I could see that. So Gibby said he returned to the house to find his stepfather. 
uh, quote unquote, he was lying on the couch and he was sleeping. I came from behind. <laughs> kind of sounds like Brokeback Mountain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did that approach like Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, came uh, from behind. Simulating the motion, Gibeon told the prosecutor, I went straight across like this and cut his neck. Gibeon said the blow woke Nager, his uh, stepfather, who immediately cursed, and this is the weird part, said he dreamed that Gibeon was trying to kill him. Isn't that just kind of strange? I don't even understand. The guy's dead. He how does they, how do they know no, what he dreamed? No, he took two blows to kill him. So what he did is he sliced him first, one good shot with a samurai sword, and it, you know the the sword must have been kind of sharp. So the guy obviously must have been sharpening his swords. It's kind of weird. There was a samurai sword, anyways. I didn't know that. The I guess it was, you know, the well, Japanese the Japan, World War II. Axis. Yeah. So uh, maybe he was a Japanese Nazi. Yeah, but I assume if they say he had a bunch of World War II weapons, he probably had you know, German and weapons and, and Japanese and all that. And but Italian. so I guess he didn't kill him with the first blow. And so he actually woke him up, and his stepfather started cursing. I imagine he was saying something along the lines of, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he wasn't knowing. He could actually speak. So he was cursing, and then he actually said that he dreamed that the kid was trying to kill him. Okay. I don't think it was a wet dream. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was. It was probably very wet, but it wasn't semen. It was just blood spurting everywhere all over the couch. But probably. <laughs> Vivid dream. So the kid said that he swung again, and then uh, and then the uh, prosecutor was like, so what happened when you swung again? He died. Um, but uh, I guess it plumb near cut his head off. Yeah. <laughs> no, it actually severed his spinal cord, and uh, yeah, he uh, almost immediately died. But you just um, ruined the couch. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to uh you're not going to be able to scotch guard against that. You couldn't even give that thing away free on Craigslist. No, seriously. That that couch is destroyed. You can't just turn the cushion over. Not with a big blood spot like that. No, cuz it's probably on the back, dude. You know, I wonder if his head cuz it says it severed his spinal cord. Do you think his head was just kind of hanging off like a flap? Yeah. That's it, what I'm picturing. Wow, so the mother actually found that went downstairs and found her abusive husband just sitting there with just you a know, pile decapitated. Of goo. God, that would have been that, that that would have been traumatic. I guess uh, the uh, the the murdered father, his sister, um, called Gibeon's demeanor chilling and said that it was proof that he is a cold blooded murderer, no more, no less. I don't know. Gibeon's attorney said the confession was staged and rehearsed, and came only after police threatened to charge his mother, who has multiple sclerosis, instead with the murder. So, so the guy, the stepdad, fought, had a fight with his mom, but they don't really say what the fight was about, right? No, I think it was just one of many fights. He was uh, psychologically abusive, so yeah, I don't know. I, I guess he had a fight with his mom. They also said that he was fighting, yeah, he was fighting with his stepfather over the teen's use of the car and a recent trip to visit his biological father. So it, it might have had more to do than that. But. See, that was going to be my first guess. Like, you know, the dad wouldn't let the kid use the car. He was trying to make the kid do his homework. The kid broke up with his girlfriend and, you know, all the well, stupid teenager shit. some issue that, you know, culminated in this. Right. I mean, you don't just do this, like, you know, on a whim here. But I guess um, a relative of the family said that the, uh, the, the family life was not good. But they said that the boy was a lovely boy, charming and responsible, but not without his problems. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. A little hot-headed. So anyways. Apparently. In summation, I'm going to have to give this... 
It's kind of sick the way he like you know plum near cut his head off. Cold blooded. Cold blooded murder with a uh, with a sword instead of just walking in there. He could have just walked in there and capped him a couple times, you yeah, know, in sure the head. Has guns. So right? I, I yeah, you Ex-cop know, I mean, he's, or current cop. He's a current cop for okay. the NYPD. So. You know, we, he could have just taken the gun and went in there and capped him a couple times. But since he was original and creative, I'm going to have to give this about a seven. I'll give it a seven and a half. So on the sick and wrong scale from uh, one to ten, I'm going to give it about a seven. You're giving it a seven and a half? Be just because of samurai sword involvement, you know, exotic weaponry, uh, teen angst gone amok, run amok. You know, yeah. it, it's not often that you get to get to hear a good domestic, you know, violence like this using a samurai sword. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago we had the microwave beating. That was pretty good. But this yeah, is the, this guy, you know, he had uh, he had some ambitions of grandeur, you know. Well, you know, it was kind of cool. Maybe he was a ninja inside or something. He wanted to be. Or he wanted to be, you know. I don't know. Well, it was mighty generous of you. And, uh, yeah. Um, I invite you to vote, listening audience, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. But right now, uh, let's see what you got. Uh, I feel kind of bad for you. Wackerly. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for you. Are you going to slay me? Yeah. You might want to call me Hair Wackerly this week. Hair Wackerly. Yeah. However you pronounce it. I have a All story right. from Germany. Okay. Lance Wackerly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We haven't had many uh, outside the U.S. stories lately, have Dude, we? Dude, I was looking for a story from, like, New Zealand or Australia, which is usually, like, a mine for sick and wrong stories, but I haven't found anything but Germany, apparently. This one is uh, from Frankfurt and der Oder, Germany. I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right. But uh, German mom on trial for baby deaths. deaths. Baby deaths. Plural. Multiple deaths. Police arrested Sabine Hilschentz after discovering the remains of nine infants. Nine. Nine? <laughs> nine infants in July. God, dude, a nine count. Buried in flower dude, pots. Dude, this article's already killing my article. Bur- the infants were buried in flower pots and, f- and a fish tank in the garden of her parents' home in a village in eastern Germany near the Polish border. Hilschens, 40, appeared Thursday before a state court where she faces eight charges of manslaughter. Because the ninth, what about the ninth kid? The ninth kid was too long ago, and in German law, it's past the statute of limitations for her to be accused of anything. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations in Germany? Like six months? I don't know, but there's some funny, uh, there's some funny German legal uh, aspects in the story. Um. Here's another one right here. I'm just not that familiar with German law. They've, they've dropped. They haven't charged her with murder because there was insufficient evidence that she had intended to hide her crime, which... Dude, if the kid's found in a flower pot in an aquarium, but how un- is that insufficient? Under German law, a key element of a murder charge is that you have to hide your act. So if you just go out in a big crowd and just blow somebody's head off, apparently in Germany... Was Since that manslaughter? Try- I guess it is. Because you're not trying to... So what were they saying? It wasn't premeditated? Or the fact that she was trying to conceal what she had done? If you don't try and conceal it... This, according to this article, I, that's all I'm going off of. If you don't try to conceal your crime, you can't prove murder in Germany. Huh. Yeah, funny, huh? Yeah, dude. It seems like you can get away with a lot in that country. 
Uh, so she's uh, she's on trial now. That's why the story is coming out now. Uh, she told the I wonder judge if Hitler was so successful. She t- yeah, he's pretty obvious <laughs> about it. Open. <laughs> he was pretty much open. I mean the the gas showers and everything. That was one of the great things about Hitler. You always knew where he stood on the issues. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's no hiding what that. his intentions were. <laughs> <laughs> so last August she was in in court, you know, in a preliminary hearing, and she told the judge. She could only clear, clearly remember two of the births because she was drunk when she went into labor with the other seven. <laughs> Probably drinking a nice, harsh German stout. Yeah, here's her quote. We already Guinness. Had, we already had... No, wait, that's Irish. We already had three children. Yeah, half a some whites and something like that. We already had three half children. Half abortion? We already... Yeah, late term, I think. <laughs> that's what you call this. We already had three children, and my husband didn't want any more children. So she would just have the babies and then murder them immediately. Dude, what is she using? The Chinese method of birth control? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that was a low blow. No more Chinese listeners to this show, I guess. <laughs> she said she had drowned, not the babies, her sorrow <laughs> over, over the baby's deaths in more alcohol and had not had herself sterilized because she feared a gynecologist would notice traces of the births. So, so apparently, you, lady, you have yourself sterilized before the birth. She's a little unclear on the concept. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're also unclear on the concept of birth control. You know, do, do they have condoms in Germany? You know, there's so many other birth control methods besides condoms that, you know, how about you just stop fucking? <laughs> <laughs> that actually might work. Abstinence. And I think in that case, uh, abstinence might have worked. Yeah, well, that's not. They're not going to do that because these people like to fuck. She's just going to murder the nine babies. Uh, they they found that the, they think the children died shortly after birth between the years of 1988 and 1998. So there's ten years, nine so babies. She would just squeeze out this puppy and then just go and dump it in a flower pot, or a fish. Well, eight of them were in flower pots, or maybe multiple in in you know maybe she had two or three in one flower pot, two in another, and then there was a fish tank with one baby fetus corpse in it. Also, she must have had a hell of a garden. I imagine like the the babies probably make good fertilizer. The woman wrapped the corpses in plastic bags and buried them in flower pots, which initially were kept on the balcony of her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine people. It's almost admi- like art. I imagine. I wonder if there were actually plants in the flower, flower pots, you know, being fertilized with the baby corpses. Well, my question is, well, what did someone come over and was like, "Wow, I really like your tulips. What's this? Yeah. You know, what are you using to make these flowers grow?" So you know, six months ago you had six flower uh, pots out here, but now you have seven. You're really building up your garden here, aren't you? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's good, Liza. Her her forty three year old ex husband now I suppose they were husband and wife back then. When That's the, grounds for divorce. I suppose that when all the fucking was going on, they were probably still married. Uh, he was called as a witness, um, but the former officer with East Germany's secret police also refused to testify. So who found out about this? I mean, did someone come to the house? Did the the children, you know, roll over on the mom? They don't say how they figured this out in the article, which but well, that's a good question. I didn't you know, even think of that. We have to do a follow up to this one. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna follow. But it. they did a search in her house and found like the the plastic, you know, the the baggies, um, the baggies with babies. Somebody must have tipped them off that there was something screwy going on with these flower pots and the fish tank. Because you mean, know what I don't understand about the fish tank? Were there fish in the tank? No, I like, think was it was a, like a, I think it was know? a fish tank with a bunch of dirt in it and then a baby body buried in the dirt. 
Uh, see, I was I was envisioning like you know a bunch of fish swimming around. You know how like some people put castles or skulls in their tank. They just have like this baby floating in a bag, and fish just kind of go and take a nibble every now and then. They don't know how uh, they they're unclear about why nobody ever noticed she was pregnant with these nine pregnancies. Maybe they just thought she was fat. I mean, she yeah, drinks she's a lot of beer. Just a fatty. Yeah, she's just probably a big German woman. Jesus, that's heartless. That's heartless. So, uh, in the end, what are they charging with her with? Like nine counts of murder, eight counts of manslaughter, eight counts of manslaughter. Because the, the first one the first was too one long go. ago. You know, 1988. They can't get you for that in Germany. It's kind of like in the United States. You know, you have a credit report, and if you like don't pay your your electric bill, seven years later, it's like it never happened. In Germany, if you murder nine of your you know newborn infants, and it's been like ten years or what, 1988? What that's like. Uh, 20, oh, 27, yeah. 28 you're, you're years ago. 20 years. Yeah. Uh, apparently that also falls off your record in Germany. <laughs> Jesus, just dude. It's a better country get, yeah, than here. You can get away with anything. Because if this happened here, that woman, um, I mean, it's like that Andrea Yates lady in Texas who drowned like five of her babies. Yeah, I've never heard of something uh, just uh, last, you know, being languishing for so long that, you know, she'd, she'd done this so long ago and just, guys, nothing ever came of it. And somebody finally found out. Maybe, they said the, pot, the flower pots and the fish tank were at her parents' house. Maybe her parents sort of got a funny feeling about these flower pots that their daughter was like, I want you to keep these on the porch. <laughs> Would you hold this? I call this one Johnny and this one little uh, right. Gertrude. <laughs> Maybe they have the name. <laughs> this one's Helga. They might have the names written on the outside of the flower pots. And, and here, hold baby Adolf. Yeah. I mean, uh, flower pot Adolf. Right. And this is Eichmann, and this is Mangla. Or maybe the mom, you know, had had all these flower pots and told her daughter, "Hey, you know, I'm going to plant some geraniums in in these pots." And the daughter was like, "No, <laughs> you can't do that." And, uh, there, that's there's how, something in there. That's how the story came out. I don't know. But you know, if she was in the U.S. and she did this, she'd have been like, "Yeah, I did it for Jesus." And then it would have been an insanity plea because Jesus told her to like, you know, bury the kids in a flower pot. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it happens here. But I think she definitely would have been charged with murder. One more point about this story, and I think it's the most important point to me. Crucial? It's the crucial, it's the thing that makes the story for me. The crux of the article. Presi- presiding Judge Matthias Fux. <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell it? F-U-C-H-S. Wow. And I think anybody- it's pronounced Fuchs. Well, okay, I'll give this to you also. You can be first on the shit list. I was about to say, anybody who emails in that it's not pronounced Fux... You can fucking suck my dick, because in my world, his name is Matthias Fox. Judge Fox. <laughs> so what did Judge Fox have to say about this? Oh, nothing. I just like his name. <laughs> you just like his name. Yeah. That's a crucial point. If I ever go on trial for a lot of baby murder, I want to be presided over by Judge Fox. So, dude, th- this this ranks pretty high on the sick and wrong scale. I think I'm willing to concede defeat here. But what, what are you going to give this? One to ten. Every time I was in the court and, you know, every day in the morning they say, all rise for presiding Judge Fox to come in, I would crack up. <laughs> if you're the bailiff? I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> What do they call Sir, sir we told you to stop giggling when you hear fuck Judge Fox's name. <laughs> oh, anyways, I don't know. I think I'd give it an 8.8. Yeah, I'm going to have to give this. You know what? I'm going to have to give this a point for each baby's death. So I'm going to have to give it 9. Wow, yeah. I'm going to have to give it nine. You're not going to hold back a point because the one was so long ago? No, uh, I'm not German. This is fucking America. This is the fucking America, United States. Yeah. Estados Unidos. Yeah, dude. I mean, we have have an actual, like, we we have a legal system that works here. 
Every baby gets a point in the United States yeah. and on the Sick and Wrong program. So I'm going to have to give it nine points. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to concede defeat here. But, hey, as always, it's a democracy. So let's open it up to the listening audience. Send yes. us an email, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com, and decide who gets the case of beer this week for Podcast 18. Um, we've been getting a lot of listener email recently. I know a lot of people have been sending us some stuff. I love it when people email in and vote, but I, I also encourage people just to email in with, you know, anything they want to talk about. Stories, just personal things from their life they think are funny. Or That's kind of what, what I was getting at is one thing I wanted to start doing here on the show is, uh, yeah, talk about people's own sick and wrong stories. And we, we've been getting some of those. So people, yeah, if you have some sick and wrong stories involving you, your family, your friends, whatever, embarrass them right here on the podcast because so, we'll discuss them at length. One email I definitely want to uh, get to here was from a Swede, uh, a guy named Eric. He he wants to be our Swedish correspondent. And, um, yeah, I'm actually willing to nominate him to be a Swedish correspondent here for Sick and I think Wrong. he's our first listener from Sweden. So, yeah, you're a, you, dude, you're the official one yeah. now. Well, we have a lot in the U.K. I've, I've gotten some people from Germany, a couple mm-hmm. in Hong Kong, and been listening. But I think this is the first Swede to, uh, to email us. Well, anyways, he emails us, said he liked the show a lot. But... What was funny and what actually – what I found remarkable about his email was the fact that he asked us for some advice. So um, Eric says – claims that he's pretty down at the moment since he's having trouble getting over his ex-girlfriend. So I think Eric just went through a recent breakup. Oh, that's rough. I think I'm still in love here, but I'm pretty sure she is over me. So I think what happened is she must have dumped his ass. Yeah. He spends all his time like to listening to this stupid podcast, not enough time on the cunnilingus. Exactly. He's been he's been ignoring the cunnilingus, which uh, you can't do if you're going to have a successful relationship. So he says he's sad, and he wants to know if we have any advice for him about getting back with his uh, ex-girlfriend. Hmm. So, you know, I, I was talking to Lance here. And uh, we we're trying to think about this. And we're like, well, you know what? I think we could give him a little bit of advice. I think we're the perfect people to ask about advice to uh, get back with your girlfriend or or get over your ex-girlfriend. Either one. I Either think one. But I mean, I, we're, I think... We're highly qualified for this type of advice. And not to mention, you know, it's like I used to be a strip club DJ. And I, I've dated many girls in my life. And, you know, you're, I, you're I worked in an industrial supply company at one time, so I think it's safe to assume. You're a veritable expert on women. <laughs> exactly. I think it's safe to assume that I know a bit about vagina. So, um, yeah, Eric, uh, put it this way. You came to the right place. I've seen a couple of vaginas in real life. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen several myself. So I, I think uh, Eric came to the right place. And uh, he mentioned that he... You know, he added us from MySpace, and he, he saw our account on MySpace. So initially, what I did is I went over to his MySpace page and checked it out just to kind of, you know, get a more of a feel for it. Maybe see a picture of his ex-girlfriend to see what he's talking about. Because if she's like some, you know, fat, ugly old hag, you know, and, you know, he's like 40 or something, I'm going to be like, well, dump the bitch. Who cares? Well, you she know? dumped him already, but well, yeah. Well, she dumped forget him. About it's it. just like, forget about it. Move on. But... I'm looking at his page. The guy's kind of young. He's probably like in his mid-20s. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, and there's like 
I don't know, multiple hot chicks on his page. So I'm thinking one of them must be his ex-girlfriend, so she's pretty hot. Thus leading him to be, you know, that's why he's feeling all this despair about being dumped by his ex-girlfriend. But the one thing that I noticed about his, his MySpace page, which might have played into the fact that she dumped him, was he had Morrissey in the background of the page. Did you notice that? Sort of the wallpaper of his MySpace the page. The wallpaper is of his a, MySpace page was a bunch was of pictures of Morrissey. And, uh, the so, entire band, so, right? So number one, no, I, I think it was like under, you know, towards the bottom of the page, he had the entire band, but initially in the, at the top part of the page, he had just pictures of Morrissey. So I think number one, you got to get that off your MySpace page, dude. Seriously. You know, you can be into Morrissey. Just don't broadcast it to the entire fucking world. Girls like dudes are into Morrissey and the Smiths. Cause it shows a sensitive side. Yeah. They like them as friends. Yeah. But um, in terms of like the cunnilingus, no. Yeah, as terms in terms of somebody they want to get it on with, they're they're not going to be like Morrissey. You know what? You know what you should do, Eric. Instead of having Morrissey as your wallpaper, have Motorhead yeah. as your wallpaper. Chicks love Motorhead. They love the bad boys. And there's a ton of good bands from Sweden. What about like the Helicopters or? Um, Bathory, you know that's a, that's a good metal band you can have at the background, or or maybe even Turbo Negro. They love Turbo Negro. Chicks dig that band. Good band. Yeah, that's I. I think they're Norwegian, but but really, if you want to get, if you want to make them flow like a river and really get the pussy juices moving, Motorhead. Yeah, you and gotta maybe be just Lemmy. Lemmy. You gotta be a little back. scary. That that's what I say. But anyways, so that's the number one. But number two, dude, get over it. Just get over the girl. She dumped your ass. There's no reason to pine about it. And all these other girls from Sweden are on your page. Every girl that's on your on your MySpace page that's one of your MySpace friends who lives in Sweden is hot. And you know, exactly. It's a good point there, Lance. I was looking at that page and I'm thinking, you know, I've never been to Sweden, so I, I don't know what the girls look like in Sweden. I'm looking at that page and all these Swedish girls are leaving him comments. Dude, every single girl in there I'd give my left nut to have sex with. Yeah, we need to go to Sweden. I, I think we do need to go to Sweden. There's like all these like 19, 20 year old chicks that are just beautiful. Maybe we can get Eric's ex-girlfriend's number. Well, yeah, that's Start a good there. idea. That's a good idea. It's, uh, email us, Eric. Sickerwrongpodcast.hotmail.com But no, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, dude, you're not living in North Dakota. If you're living in North Dakota surrounded by a bunch of fat pigs, yeah, okay, then, then there's reason for you to, you know, pine about your breaking up with your girlfriend and getting dumped. Yeah, you've already, you've already broken in that one fat pig. You don't want to have to break in a new fat pig. It's just a big nightmare. Exactly. But you live in this land of fertile, this fertile land of these hot, blonde, they're not all blonde, but Dude. some of them are blonde and they're all, you know, good looking, European, very liberal sexually, I assume. It's the lucky sperm club over there. It's like these genetically superior women everywhere it's like I, I i don't know man you're in like orgasmic heaven over there so yeah just go pick another one dude you could throw a rock and hit a hot chick i mean there, right. there's so many but anyways in re, in in regards to specifically his to his request do you have any advice for me you're feeling upset because you got dumped what you got to do if you really want to get over this is you need to get revenge eric and how should he do that, do you think? There's well, so many multiple ways to get revenge. There's multiple ways, but I really think We've the best... We've talked about upper decking before. I, I think the best way to get over 
to get over an ex-girlfriend is either A, to go, you know, fuck her sister or mom or some of her best friends. Best friend. That's a best good, friends. Best friends. Nice. Yeah, yeah. AMI. Yeah. That's a good way to get revenge. But if you really want to make it personal, if you want to tailor that revenge, give her a venereal disease. Yeah. I really think VD, really, VD really says fuck you. Do you have any advice for, you know, for which of the myriad venereal diseases he should choose? Well, the Probably thing something is, curable, right? I would definitely want to go for something curable, yeah. but if he wants to give for it to her. For his own sake. Yeah, for his own sake. But I, what I'm saying is, I don't think he should get a venereal disease himself. So what he's going to have to do is maybe take a technique from South Park and, uh, you know, borrow her toothbrush or something. Like First first of all, go go talk to her, cajole her, get her to trust, gain her confidence again. Then take her toothbrush or her panties or something, and then go to Amsterdam and just like rub it on like the you know, on one of the prostitutes over there or something. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's tons of prostitutes Maybe in Amsterdam. Maybe go over and uh, say he wants to loan her some of her, his Morrissey uh, records, and then get her toothbrush then. And it's a good because that's if he's taking point. our advice, he's going to get rid of his Morrissey records anyway. So yeah, just give them to her. Get the toothbrush. Go to Amsterdam. Rub it on a whore. Bring it back. And then she's going to brush her teeth, and she's going to have herpes. Yes. And what guy is going to want to have sex with a girl with a bunch of sores on her mouth? Not a single one. So, no, I, I think uh, giving her VD, venereal disease, you know, I, I think is a good revenge, and it'll help you to feel better about yourself. Right. You know, number one. And, uh, you know, there's there's two ways to go about it. I mean, you could you could tell everybody that she has VD, or you can give her VD. And I think giving her VD is more effective. Right. Not everybody will just know. I, I just think it's, it's more to the point. The rumor will spread itself. But uh, in summation, because uh, we got to move on here. I can, I can hear the music already starting. But, um, Eric, uh, thanks for emailing us. And uh, yeah, that, and, and it's always good that you're, you're asking us for advice because we're the right people to come to. Um, but anyways, what you need to do is just move on. Get your revenge. Move on and go have sex with the million other hot chicks that live in Sweden. People, we invite you to send your own sick and wrong stories, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Maybe in uh, podcast 19 next week, we'll discuss some of these stories. Yeah. Or actually, maybe we can even start our own uh, advice column here. If you need advice on, you know, uh, do it yourself improvements to your home, girlfriend troubles, boyfriend troubles, how to get rid of that bad case of genital warts, whether you should be wiping forward or backward when you take a shit. Always back to front. Hey, don't give the advice now. Okay. Wait for the oh, question. I'm sorry. Yeah, send us your send us your uh, send us your questions and your concerns. Stick around podcast at hotmail.com. Well, we got to get out of here, but uh, stay tuned next week for podcast 19. Until then, take it sleazy. Smell you later. Hey!